Came out the gutter, me, my mother, and my brother. The stove in the kitchen was heat for the window. Y'all, welcome back to Faded Truth. Before you do anything, subscribe. And this show is sponsored by Cannabis Talk every Monday through Thursday. Make sure you're tuned in with your lovely host, Angie Ma, and my partner, DJ Memphis Hollywood, 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Central. Download that Mixler app and search Mainstream Radio. And today I have Mr. DJ Direct in the building. How are you feeling over there? I'm good. You know, you gotta have some. I need those sirens. Yeah, you how's it feel being from philly to vegas i actually was i don't know if i should say raised or grew up but i lived in new york and queens woodside queens till i was like 11 or 12 like junior high school and then my mother got married and then i had to move to philly okay. so it's like an hour and a half drive you know it's not far from new york you know two hours or something like that so all my family's in new york so i literally lived two lives so at 15 years old, you got your first set of turntables. Mm -hmm. Who gave you those? So the reason why I got turntables, I was a real bad kid growing up in Philly. Like you ever hear that show, uh, Scared Straight? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, you I got, failed. No, no, actually, I, I passed you because the class. <laughs> after because look after that, I was like, look, I don't want to get in trouble no more. It was, you know, this this isn't this isn't worth it. Actually, seeing a real prison and seeing all that stuff. Like you go through that, you know, you go through that whole mindset, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble no more. Shout out to my step pop, rest in peace. He passed. My mother was like, look, you know, it's uh, July 31st, 98. She was like, you know, we need something so you could stop getting in trouble. I was like, look, get me turntables. I'm really not gonna, like, I'm really gonna pursue this thing. Like, I, I love hip hop. I'm not good at rapping. Damn, so you already had the dream in your head. I had the dream, as, but as but just teenager. not the money. But just not the money. And it's kind of hard to get a job especially back then when you're 14, 15 years old and the neighborhood McDonald's wasn't hiring me. <laughs> I was one of the bad kids in the neighborhood. So like, I wasn't going to do paper route. You know, I don't think I would have been successful in that. So it, I would shovel snow and cut lawns here and there, but I wasn't making enough money to get like a five, $600 DJ set up at 14, 15 years old. You know, then she got it for me. Now I'm here 22 years later, I think. I'm in wow. Vegas, I, I accomplished a lot so far. So you get the turntables, and then do you are you already like YouTubing how to spin and stuff like, or you don't even have YouTube. No, back then, it wasn't. Right? It wasn't, it wasn't no, even like that. Wasn't no computers. No, you had to know somebody so, so they could come you? over. There was this kid named uh, DJ Question. Shout the Question. He hooked up my turntables in Philly, and he taught me the ropes. You know, from from like how to cut, how to blend. You know, just even just how to rock a party. What, what makes sense? And for my first. Three, four years, five years, I was terrible. The worst DJ you could ever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the worst DJ you could, but you have to go through that. Like, you know, you have to be at those bottom, you know, minimal steps in order to succeed right. and grow, you know. So it, it was a passion of mine. So losing wasn't really a bad thing. Quitting wasn't an option, you know. I could get knocked down all day, but I had that Rocky Balboa in my chest, you know what I'm you saying? You only uh, lose if you quit. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just going <laughs> exactly exactly so i kept going the, the main thing to do is is just to have fun and everything will just come everything will fall in place you just you just need to have fun i mean i feel like djing is one of the best jobs because you're in the booth you're fucking doing what you love you're listening to music you're controlling the music and you got a bunch of bitches in there with alcohol you know what there, there's <laughs> there's good there's great things to it and wherever there's high ups, there's up, there's something that's great. There's always something just as negative. When things are going so right, so high, 
things could also fall left on the other side. You what's know what the I'm craziest saying? thing that's happened in the DJ booth to date? Well, that I could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, as a DJ, you have your friends come out. Oh, let's go to dinner before or whatever, right? Like, you might have some beans. You might have something. And then you're in a club full with, you know, three, 4,000 people. And you're the lights are all in your face. You got the cameras. And your stomach starts tripping. And you're like, yo, I got to go to the bathroom. And what do you do when the bathroom's all the way across from the other room? And you don't have to go and do number one. You know what I'm saying? So those are certain things you got to learn to... Like, if you eat, you can't eat past, like, 5 o'clock. Well, it depends on what time you got to get on. If you have, like, a 12 o'clock set, 1 o'clock set, right. you know, you got to stop eating. You so gotta... you learned your pre. Exactly. But I had to learn the hard way. So so one thing I will say is there's a couple songs you could play so you could go do your thing. And two of them, it depends on the crowd. But one is California Love. Because think about how long that song is. I think it's, like, eight, nine minutes. Oh, shit. If you really think about it, it's a long song from beginning to end. Right. And then the other one is the longest hip-hop song is Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. No, hip, the hop, the hip. That's like 16 minutes. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, like if you throw that on, you know, yo, you, you could do much more than just go to the bathroom. You, you could go get a drink. You, you could go pay the valet and come back. <laughs> Damn. I thought you were just going to say like some girl just started like giving you a head in the booth or something real quick. It happened a few times. What about if I told you I seen, I'm not going to say I experienced this, but I seen somebody coming up to the booth like, yo, where's my girl? Where's my girl? And she was doing that in the booth. She on the floor, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm like, damn. I'm looking at her like, yo, like, like this dude's really trying to get up there. He, one, he wants to really hang out. And then two, he's looking for you. (laughs) DJ life. It's crazy. It's crazy. Has his ups and downs. Oh, cheers. Most definitely. Okay, so now we have the uh, DJ company that you are part of, Blueprint Sound. Yes. Okay, so tell me a little bit about them. So, you know, I'm part owner. I have a you know a business partner. His name's D. He was always like a mentor to me, and he's a good friend. And uh, he ran a lot of clubs in Vegas. He was like a promotions director. So he's he's the guy that uh, gets like the main GA in the club. You know, okay. when you need like. You know, two thousand people on the dance floor and not the tables. He's the guy. He's the guy. I always admired, you know, what he did, and he was a great businessman. So he actually showed me the structure on how to run a business and own it and be a business owner, and the way you have to carry yourself. And there's certain things you have to do, the ups and downs of what's going to happen, and what you have to be prepared for. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's one of the things that we always, you know, always got smacked in the face, but I knew it was going to happen, so it didn't hurt as bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be prepared. Gotta be prepared. Gotta be prepared. So what do you guys do? You you obviously sign DJs. We then... sign DJs. We book DJs. We're 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 a DJ agency. We give DJs that opportunity, and we we're there to break down the barriers. You know, certain DJs that can't get an opportunity. You know, we're gonna make sure they get that opportunity. That try, and we're you know we're Blueprint Sound. We're really like we're structured to probably book at 78 or 100 places all at once that's our real structure so that's how we like to you know run our company so you're putting these people in these events yeah events bars clubs weddings every everything you could think of so what's the first venue that you spend at that was in anywhere that you were like okay i made it okay my oh with that all right so like everything in Philly, I was DJing for seven years and then I moved to Vegas. Right. I want to know so, where you started in Philly. In Philly, okay, my first spot, I, I didn't really I did all hood bars. Okay. I did all hood bars. Like I could get in those stories. I don't know if you you're ready for that smoke. I don't know. I'm ready. 
I want all the smoke. I love this fucking girl. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not from New York. <laughs> no, I'm not from New York. No, no. Now I'm, 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 I'm half New York, half Philly, half Las Vegas. Hundred percent thug. Exactly. Big shout to DJ Manolo. He owned like a, a club in Philly, and he would do his thing in Atlantic City, but it was called One Eighteen, and. He wanted me to work for him. I was doing all like the. I started. I started doing kind of like all the high class bars in Philly. I was getting out of the, the hood shit because it was getting too dangerous. I'm DJing at this bar in Trenton, New Jersey, right? Trenton. <laughs> yeah, like, you're in the hood. This is off of the Calhoun Street Bridge. I don't know if you know that, but the bridge feels like, like it's gonna fall any moment. Like one ice <laughs> storm is a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So, I was doing these happy hours called, um, oldies but goodies, and you're playing, you know, like like older music, like shit from the 60s 70s 80s maybe but you're kind of pushing it for like old heads right so they started saying hey we'll pay you more can you just play to like maybe 12 o'clock because i was doing like five to like nine can you stay to like 12 so this is when like the bloods and the crips started to get like in the east coast like this when cameron and whole dipset shit was big and then mind you when i was growing up in philly even in new york there were no blood there were no gangs it was just street blocks so um you know, the bloods took over and it got to the point that like they would tell the owner, like, if he's not gonna DJ here, like we're gonna fuck this bar up. So they were like, yo, you gotta come back. And I needed the money, so it was like a win-win. But yo, this is when Snoop's song came out, Drop It Like It's Hot, right? It's a big song, you know, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. He said something, something, the left side is a crip side, right? Right. And this is a blood bar. I'm not even thinking it. Motherfucker put a gun in my head, like, right then and there, right? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, Wah! I'm just playing what, what, whatever was next. It could have been the Can fucking... Can I rewind this Yeah, shit? it could have been the electric slide. <laughs> you know, it's the electric. <laughs> yo, I, yo, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So I had to have a meeting with, with like, his main capo and all that. They were like, yo... Just don't play any more of that music, but I'll make sure none of my dudes do anything to you. You know, you got my so word. So wait, can you not play Snoop at all then? Because he's a... Nah, I ain't, I ain't playing no West Coast rappers no at West Co all. Okay. I ain't even play game, even though he's a blood. I'm like, I'm not fucking with it. Just in case if he says some shit. I mean, Dan, you can need my, a whole separate playlist for the blood. Yo, it was like, I knew it was Dipset. It's when the Dipset shit came out. The whole Purple Haze, the Scissor, and all that. All that Cameron shit, the first and second album. Damn. The Rockefeller was big back then. Yo, so... I'm getting a contact off that. I'm feeling great. You feel good? That's some yeah. good. Was that my shit? <laughs> no, that was mine. Oh, okay. But you yours were... is good too. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so, so there was another night I was playing down there, right? And somebody was like, "He got a gun." So we all got down, right? Yo, pop, 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 pop. And I got up and I looked at the wall behind me. It was like three bullet holes. Right where I was standing. Like, mm. That that would have been me. Like if I didn't have it in me. Ooh, I feel to that get in my down. chest. Yo, and it was like and it was right in the wall. And I still to this day look back like like I actually have a picture of the wall. You know, and I'm like, yo, this is actually this, this was my this was one of my nine lives. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it was crazy. It was Damn. crazy. So So then you start getting into the bougie places. I started getting into <laughs> bougie places. And well, then you end up in the fucking and top, then, top of Dre's and fucking then, so, residency. So there was a whole long, 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 like, um, you know, like I've been in Vegas for 15 years. I started working at Dre's 12, 13 years ago. And, you know, and house music was the big genre, actually, mm -hmm. which was crazy. And um, and the hip hop room was a smaller one. It was like we were like just a little room in the back. And big big shout to Chris Garcia, Ron Nicole, um, everybody that put me down back in the day. But Vegas was a totally different environment, you know, and I was... Um, I was really thankful to be a part of it, but they actually made me like music director 
after the first year of being there. And when you're a music director, you get to book all the DJs, you take care of the equipment, you take care of the budget, and you know you you hire who you want, and you you know you you hire like you 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 hire whoever you want, you know. So I, I went through all that. It's, it's been a, a full great deal ever since then, man. Big shout to everybody from Dre's, everybody that used to work at Dre's, everybody that works at Dre's today. So you earned several competitive titles as well? Yeah, as uh, like a battle DJ. Okay, so you, like what, they bring two DJs and then like how Providence used to do, like one DJ goes and the other DJ goes. Then Yeah, something like, you ever see the movie Juice? Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like that. With, but, with Tupac? With Tupac. Yeah. You know, remember when he was like, yo, you don't know, have fun at your little DJ competition, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so kind of like that. It's basically, it's like one DJ versus another, but you might have 10 and then 10 go and then the, the last two like got to battle out in front of everybody. Yeah. So, oh, okay. so the DJ battles in Philly, they were raw. Like you do something. If you're kind of whack, they're throwing bottles and shit at you. You know what or I'm saying? Or a gun in your head. I mean, shit. See, see, nah, see, I wasn't at those spots where there wasn't no DJ competition where you could get shot at. <laughs> What's your favorite type of music to spin? Hip-hop. Hip-hop Hip -hop? all day. You know, I, I, again, I came up as a battle DJ. But actually, what I really like the most is everything in, in like one night. Like from hip-hop, the rock, the house, trap, twerk, reggae thong, now, reggae. Now, are you playing like... Um... When you're playing the songs, this is the one thing I think the world hates with DJs. You don't, some people don't let you get into it. Right. You know, it's like 15 seconds and then mm. they switch it. And then you went from like this to this and then, right. you know what I mean? We can't even vibe with it. Okay. So there's a, there's a, um, how can I say There's, there's like flavor to that. There's a certain way that you're supposed to do that. And the song you're supposed to cut off, the next song is supposed to triumph that song. Where you're like, like a okay, good transition. Yeah, a good transition, or whether you know mm -hmm. you're using the mic and just saying, "Hold up, wait a minute." That next song you play, like supposed to be bigger than that song. That's all I heard yeah, in my head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you know, or allow me to introduce myself. My name is Hope. You know, something big. You know, but there's times I've been through all those times where I fucked up. All the way where the second <laughs> song wasn't the bigger one. And people are like, yo, you fucking suck. <laughs> or now with social media, like people DMing you, yo, you fucked up my vibe, yo. When I see you, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm what? Like, yo, it's crazy. <laughs> social media, people have access to you now. Oh so they, they can God. talk some shit while they're drunk. The internet you know, thugs? Yeah, just internet thugs. Oh. So just think about it while you're drinking. And it's, I mean, there's so many different places I work at. <laughs> but it's, it's an art, so it's easy to make mistakes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we're doing live music, so... What do you think is the most memorable show you've done so far? You know what? I went to the Playboy Mansion twice. The DJ. The Playboy Mansion might be the most memorable shit. Um, <laughs> it might. I mean, because you're at the Playboy Mansion. Like, right. You could tell your grandmother, you all went to the Playboy Mansion. They're like, really? Like, I remember Is it just that. a bunch of hot girls walking around? And it's, it's celebrities. And it was like the, like the vibe all around was just so positive. Like, if you got into a fight at the Playboy Mansion... Like, everybody's looking at you like, yo, you stupid. Like, there's all these girls around. And we're wearing, like, the Hugh Hefner robes right. and pajamas and all that. And I'm like, why are you trying to beef with me? Let the girls fight. But, you know, but you're seeing, like, celebrities, like, like a lot of older athletes. Second, outside of that, um, DJing at fights, boxing matches. Like, a lot of Pac Pacquiao matches. Um, Mayweather, I did a couple Mayweather fights. But shout out to my man, Justin Hoffman. I did a few with him with Top Rank Boxing. That's like you're DJing in front of like you know, 60, 40,000 people. Like, Damn. That's that's crazy. So what's the one place that you actually want to perform at if you could perform anywhere in the world? Because I know you traveled a lot. 
You went to Singapore, Japan, France. Yeah. So you, you know, you global. What's the one place that you want to perform that you haven't? Dubai. Yes. Dre's Dubai. I don't know how it's doing now because of COVID, but this pre-COVID, they were at French Montana play uh, perform out there. Fabulous. You know, a lot of big artists, and it's like a big beach club. I don't even think there's an inside. It's just like a big outside. Because right. I don't think it ever rains there. Like, it don't rain here that much, but I don't think it rains over there, like, at all. I just want to go. Because I, I feel like I fit right in. Everyone always thought I was Indian. Yo, you got the, you got the look. Right. You so got the look. I just, know. like, I don't want to get stolen, but I'm going to go over there to See, party. that's what I'm saying. You got to be <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be careful because they might be like, she's one of us. Well, right. You know, say if you, me and you were walking, they're going to look like, yo, why is she with him? No, she... He has a local from around here. I'm like, nah, talk to her. Hear that accent. She ain't a fucking local. Not at all. And she'll curse you out quick. <laughs> she ain't a local. <laughs> right. I'm going to get stoned right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's high as shit. Yo, I'll tell you this. In Dubai, I don't even know if they're allowed, if you can have weed. Because I know in Singapore, me flying across there, they give you this pamphlet, right? I read the whole thing. Then the back of it said, if you get caught transporting or doing any drugs, it's death. That's the penalty. Is death. Stop it. And then he had a skull with bones <laughs> on the bottom. So you're like, yo, is death? Like, like if I had, I'm look, I'm like, I hope I don't have anything in my bag by accident. Like one of the homies <laughs> borrowed my DJ bag and left something in there. Cause I'm like, yo, I'm gonna die. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's crazy. Did tell you how you were gonna die? Nah. So who's some of your favorite DJs? Um, first I gotta say Jazzy Jeff, Kid Capri. I'm gonna start off with the legends, and then um. Shit, yo, you got DJ Cash Money, you know, it's a Philly, a strong Philly guy. Um, a, a lot of my guys from Philly, you got DJ J Ski, you got Sat One. Big shout to DJ AM for what he did. You know, like he actually was the first one to really get like a million dollars from like a nightclub where nobody in history never did oh, that. Oh, wow. He was getting like 20 grand a night. So after AM passed, you know, they were kind of like EDM came in. And everybody else started getting, you know, Tiestos in them, getting 750 grand a set, 500 grand a set, whatever those numbers are. Do you ever, like, make a mixtape of your, like, your sets and stuff? Like, do you have something that people can get, if, or do they just have to come, like, listen to you live? So, what, what I've been doing, actually, is um I've been streaming a lot on Twitch, mm -hmm. you know, which is, like, you know, the thing to do, considering we all can't be in nightclubs like that right now. So, um... I would suggest for anybody to come see me on Twitch. I do record every set, and I do send the people that would like it. Excuse me. But the thing is, I would like about Twitch is that like you have to really engage with your people. So you're talking to your people the whole it's time. It's hard while you're trying to do your thing, right? Right. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I do my thing at times, and you see like the numbers is going down. You scratch. I'm scratch. I'm doing dope shit. But people want to be like, hey, how you doing? How's your day? Right. And you get to know these people after a while. Like, you get to know, yo, how's your kid doing? I, you know, I know your kid broke his arm. Like, you, you start knowing <laughs> personal shit, you know, because you're on it so much. I know guys that stream 10 hours a day sometimes, DJing. But what do you think so far is the hardest obstacle that you had to overcome in the industry? My attitude. You know, transitioning from an East Coast dude to a, to, to just a just a gentleman. I'm not gonna say a West Coast dude. You know, to a gentleman. You know, and um, just being an uh, be, being an adult, an entrepreneur, um, uh, running my team blueprint. You know, it's a lot of DJs, and you got to be respectable to everybody. You got to like a lot of my artist side. I put to the side. You know, it's about them. It's about what they want. It's about what they feel. You know, you got to listen to them and. They, they all know I'm open ears to listen or well, whatever they need, you know, whatever I can help them with. So um, 
you know, there was always that artist competitive side I had. But when it comes to my own team, I'm like, I can't compete with the crew, you know. So there's a side you have to put down. And I had to right. learn how to be 100% businessman, you know. So there's like Dame Dash and Jay-Z. I have to try to be both. You know what I'm saying? Right. Biggie and Puffy. You got to try to be both, you know. And that's me. So do you think Bing, 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 bing. Bing, bing, bing. Big dog pimples in the motherfucking building. Do you think you're living your dream? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely living my dream. Um, I have a kid now, you know, and I have, I have a little girl. And, like, it's, you know, she's almost a year. So with that, that's, like, now me being a father is, like, a totally different ball game. So... This is, that's my next biggest accomplishment to be successful at that. Right. Because the only thing I want to do in life right now is be a number one dad. You know, like no matter what bad day I have, no matter what bullshit I hear, no matter what goes on, you know, I look at her face and it doesn't even matter. You What's know what the I'm hardest saying? part about being a girl dad? That knowing that she, knowing that I was a, a so-called or try to be Playboy back in the day, and you think right. of that shit like, okay, God. You don't want your daughter to be the one in the DJ booth. No, no, I don't. Then I failed. I failed. You know what I'm saying? I failed 100. percent So you, you think about those things, but she's so young now that I know right. I, I know I'm gonna think about those things. I don't even want to get to those thoughts yet, but I'm like Will Smith and Martin. Right. You know, we're, 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 you at least 30. Yo, yo, Reggie comes to the crib. I'm jacking him up. Like, yo, who the fuck are you? Yo, let me see your ID. Who the yo, fuck get the is fuck Reggie? up against the wall. <laughs> You know, like, yo, you DJ motherfucker. You <laughs> yeah, ever yeah, make love she, to a man? Yeah, exactly. If she wanted to date a DJ, that would be my hardest obstacle. Because I would be like, please, no. What kind of car do you want? I'll buy it for you. You just can't date him. You can't. You can't. You know, I was, you know, I'm a DJ and you I was for a long time. watching her heart broke before she gets it broke. Oh, and my you're like, I already saw this movie. Yeah, and that, that, that's the hardest shit that, you right. know, I think that, like, well, I mean, I'll have to deal with that now. Because now she's just started walking so she's gonna start talking like any day she's going to college next week before you know it <laughs> that's yeah that's that's the stuff you got to think about and consider but it's, all you got to do is be there for her you yeah know? that's oh, it because yeah, you yeah. like you said you didn't have a father figure so i know you trying to go extra hard yeah you know especially yeah. when you have a girl it's like yeah. that's like a whole different connection yeah yeah so all you really have to do is be there and be honest and fucking talk about shit and be real yeah. you know and yeah be like look i don't want you to be a hoe so yeah. this is <laughs> this is what you're gonna be doing yeah <laughs> so who do you think's influenced you the most overall you know what i would have to say for real for real my mom's um and the bishop of my church Oh wow! Um, you know they're they're like really hardcore, um, you know workers. They're, they're people that get knocked down and don't stay down. So I always learn to see that like you're you're gonna get knocked down, but it's not about how much you get knocked down. It's how much you can keep taking and keep getting up and moving forward. So I've been I always seen that. I've always seen that, and I've always my my family. They're a whole bunch of winners. But I just seen them get knocked down. I just seen the losses. I know the losses. I, I felt them. I seen them. I, vi I, I, I visualized them. But I seen that growing up. So um, where'd you get the rap? I actually I had a few DJ names, and like I would go to my family, like, "Yo, what do you think about this name?" And they're like, "That shit is whack." We talk <laughs> about it Thanksgiving, like, think about it. Like, yo, like T. It would call me TJ. That's like my nickname. They'd be like, "Yo, tell us what DJ name you got." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh, I was thinking about T. Blige. My last name is Blygen." So I thought T. Blige, and they're like, "Ha ha ha! ha this shit is so whack." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" So 
I had the pressure on me one night, and I was going to do a gig in Harlem with a family member of mine. I was driving, and my cousin asked me, he was like, yo, yo, what's your DJ name? And I was like, I got to come up with one. Like, I had a few whack ones where my family dissed me so bad. I'm like, I'm like, if this one don't work, I don't know. I, don't, I might quit DJing because I can't come up with a fucking name. You know, so I just said director. We were on a Jersey Turnpike, right? We were getting closer to New York. <laughs> and I did this party in Harlem. It was crazy. My cousin's name was Crazy Sam. He was a big promoter. He was on TV, this show called um, uh, Video Music Box, which is like the early 90s or whatever. And um, he was like, yo, yo, the fuck's your DJ name? And he got like 2,000 people in front of him. I'm about to DJ, right? I was like, direct. So he kept screaming direct. And I was like, there it goes. And I feel like... <laughs> I can have a blunt personality, and I can be aggressive at times, right. so direct kind of just fits. Do you think it's hard to maintain relationships because of your profession? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely tough because, say if you date like uh, a woman that's a lawyer, <laughs> like you're working at night, and she's working during the day, mm -hmm. and she has to get up at 6 in the morning, and you're just coming in. Mind you, I worked at Dre's after hours for a long time, so I got in a lot of relationships where I'm getting in at 9 a.m. Right. So I'm not even coming home by the time they get there. And then I'm coming home, I'm I'm, I'm lit. Right. I had a good night. I was with Mike Tyson last night. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I was with Dan Ahoya. Like, I got pictures with all of them. So, like, you're having good times. And then next thing you know, you know, it's like, oh, this isn't going to work for me. I want a regular guy that, you know, has a 9 to 5. And, right. you know, or, or just me. I'm like, this ain't going to work for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need you to come out with me and go have a drink with me on Tuesday night. You know, come to Dust. I need you to come to AC. The dust Tuesdays, and then we're going to Twenty One Bar after upstairs, and you don't have to worry about. Then we going you know. to Ducktown. You going to Ducktown after? Ducktown definitely. We're getting wings. We're gonna watch a few fights. But I'll tell you one thing. I got a contact like a mother. I smoke a lot. <laughs> but I really feel like I'm smoking. Yeah. It's faded truth. Yeah, because I'm like I'm losing my thought. I'm like yo. What's the craziest thing that's happened to you with a female? Um. Okay, okay. I I'll tell you a story. I will tell you a story. Right, I'm coming home from Dre's, right? So there was a girl I was dealing with in LA and I told her, I was like, I'm gonna leave the key under the mat. You know, come to the crib, she flew in. She, I think she drove in, she left at like six in the morning. She was like, I'll probably get there by the time you get there. I got there like 10 o'clock late, right? I forgot she was coming. She had a key to my crib, right? Yeah, another bitch. I brought home another broad. <laughs> brought home another broad. And I was like so into this other girl that like I brought it. But this girl was like my lifeline. Like I was like really into her, the girl that came in from LA, right? So I brought her in, right? And something didn't feel right in the crib. And it was cabs back then. It was no Uber. So I wound up talking to the cab driver like, yo, I DJ. And he wound up being a rapper. So he was like, give me your card. I took his number. I was like, I need cab drives on demand once in a while. He's like, you could call me anytime, blah, blah, blah. Yo, we walked in. I heard my shower and I seen like her cheetah bag purse, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I was like, that's not my mom's. So I told, I told the girl, I was like, yo, my mother's here. Oh, my God, I forgot. This is going to be really embarrassing for you. you know, I really like you, blah, blah, blah. I called the cab driver. I was like, yo, please come back. I gave him $100. I was like, take her wherever the fuck she wants to go. Yo, I went upstairs. Shorty was like, Terrence. You know, I was like, hey, baby, it's so good to see you. I was like, I can't believe I actually... Really, and you got out of it though. I got out of oh that situation. My God. I suppose I've, I suppose, oh, you gotta think I suppose, I suppose I've got jumped, you know. I, I suppose I've been trying to break up a girl fight, 
and they got jumped at the end of it. That was, that's what was supposed to happen. Like, if this was a Steven Spielberg movie, <laughs> I would have got jumped at the end. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, I'm, oh, yo, that, that was, was lucky. That was one of my stories that, like, I'm like, damn. <laughs> All the other ones I can't really remember. So many. Mind you, I've been in Vegas for 15 years, just clubs nonstop from day one, you know? And, like, a lot with celebrities, you know, seeing a lot of funny stuff with celebrities, seeing people, you know, while they're off, like, they're off camera. Like Who's your favorite celebrity you've met? Mike Tyson all day. Really? Mike Tyson all day. Yo, we hung out at Dre's one night till, I don't know, it was late, and... That I ranch actually, he's I just, building is sick. The what? The ranch. I seen that. I seen something. Yeah, something about that. Because um, he's he's growing a lot of weed now, right? Yeah, and he. I used to see him at Albertsons and shit mm. out here, like in Southern Hills. I was trying to get OJ on the show. Yo, yo. He's here. So let me he's tell you this. Let me tell you. I got a little OJ story, right? <laughs> so I'm watching the People vs. OJ. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. So I'm on say the third season, right? Like I'm like really into it. Three quarters in, right? I wind up going to this spot called Jing. Yeah, restaurant, right? There. Yeah, always there. So I went to go talk to one of these managers about something, booking DJs, blah, blah, blah. I'm hanging out. Yo, I wind up getting a drink. I'm at the bar. I look to my right. I'm like, no. <laughs> I see mother OJ right here. Yo. And mind you, I'm in this show because I'm watching it every night. I've been binging on it. Right. So when you're binging on something, your life is kind of wrapped around that. You know what I'm saying? So like you, you. You, if That's some, bugged out. You just yeah. like saw him. And I look to the right and I seen him and I'm like, oh shit. So I try to play cool and I'm like, damn, I really want to talk to this motherfucker. I want to, I want to actually say what's up, you know? So I want to tell him the bartender, yo, me buy OJ a drink. He came over. I was like, no, no, please stay over there. I came over to talk to him. I was like, yo, I'm actually watching the show right now. He, he was really positive, really cool, really nice guy. So what do you think is your best advice for uh, DJs or just people in the music industry in general? Basically, take advantage of every opportunity in a positive way. N never shit on other people. You know, always keep everything on an, on an up and up, even if you don't agree with somebody. Um, let's say from the agency standpoint, if you want to be a part of an agency, um, it's kind of one of those things like, okay, what can you bring to the table and what can they bring to the table? You know, there's some people that come to the table and they're like, hey, I just want to be a part of your squad. I'm like, well, why? That's all. Just ask those three letters. Why? One question. They're like, oh, because I'm a dope DJ. I'm like, oh, that's cool, but I got 50. Right. You know, like what, what, like why, like what would make you make you stick out compared to everybody else? You know, so it's one of those things. Be be different. You know, have something that people want. You know, mm -hmm. have something that people could pitch. You know, that's that's one of my main things. You know, just be different, but be yourself. Whatever you you see another DJ doing. That's not you. That's what God blessed him with to do. You know, like do you have an inner blessing inside of you that you have to just keep doing you, even if it's weird. You know, look at Kanye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, it's a weirdo. He's crazy, but yo, he, he had major, major accomplishments. But he's just out of his fucking mind. Right. You know. But my whole point is, God blesses everybody or whoever you believe in, your higher power, yeah. whoever, whoever you look for and you look into. You know, just, just stick with that. Stay true to yourself. You know, and keep it live and direct. Live and direct. Is that your tag? That's my tag. Okay. So as so, ill was that my dog that passed, rest in peace, his name was Live. Aww. And then mine was direct. So people would ask, you know, the, you know, at the dog park, you go there, try to talk to girls and shit. And they're like, oh, what's your dog's name? Oh, his name's Live. 
They're like, why? I'm like, because it's live and direct. And it's like, beep, 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 beep. I didn't have a mic, I didn't have a mic though. <laughs> I bet you got a lot of pussy off that line. <laughs> hey, you know, you said it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Until next time, peace. The gang pass, if you ain't legit, then you can't pass. Them young boys playing gang tag. Hopscotch for the right number, and you might come up if you play with math. These little niggas are you shooting. Little bitches are you sucking dick. One day a nigga moving. Next day you are your ducking clips. Who running what? You ain't running shit, you get beat down for who you running with The only thing that I'm running on is the bar bill, promote a funny shit But the mob here, what he gon' do? Shit is green gang, 130 dudes 187, 0178 I'm out here with like 30 troops, who heard of you?